James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History point of Welcome to Basketball and BS with Chris Donsero and Jarrett Ray. Welcome back to episode six of Basketball and BS. I am Jared Ray. And I'm Chris Donsero. And it's 12 days away from the NBA start of the season. We are so excited. We have a lot to unpack here. A couple of things we can talk about today. We're talking about Joel Embiid committing to Team USA. Chet Holgram just played Victor Wimbiamba, the future of the NBA. The Warriors' new look. And we still await for the James Harden saga. So without further ado, I'm going to kick it to Chris for his first interview. Thank you, Jared. With me today, unfortunately not in person, but over the phone, I have a fellow friend of mine, a former Piedmont student, Piedmont athlete, if you will, Mr. Kalen Hall, class of 2023. How are you doing today? Cool, my boy. What's going on with you? Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. So, Kay, we talked a little bit before we started the show Everything that Jared just just mentioned, how do you feel? I mean, we could talk about Wimby, we could talk about Joel. I mean, what you want to get into? Right, Joel and B going to Team USA. They might as well give up the gold medal now. So you want to talk about Joel? Yeah. Okay, we can do that. So think about this: with Joel committing to Team USA, he's probably going to play the five. Well, not a probably. He is going to play the five. But mm-hmm. who who are you who would you start next to Joel if you are Team USA right now? If you're the coaching staff and you're you're trying to recruit players, who do you start? Right now, today, if the Olympics started, I don't know. Right now, at the five with Joel and B, that's a that's a fifteen and end player who can knock down the three ball. So you kind of want somebody that can go with that kind of like chemistry of like not getting in his way and stepping in his toes. So you might you might not even need necessarily a big man to shoot the ball. You could you really could put Kevin Durant in that spot to mm-hmm. play four because mm-hmm. Kevin Durant can play low block, but he can also stay perimeter century. And then I know people could say it's small, but, I mean, JoJo down there, I don't know many Olympic big men that's stopping JoJo by himself alone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you have Joel Embiid. Like, you can do, like, Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant. You could do Joel Embiid. I don't know. It's not really a lot of American big men, to be honest with you. But right. that's probably be my number one to go with JoJo, probably Kevin Durant. And then your guard spots, I know they're talking about deep books. Uh, Steph, I think I don't know if Steph committed, but I know he want to play. Steph committed. So, he definitely committed. Steph committed. Also, yeah. Then, then it make it even better if Kevin Durant come back because them two play with like play together with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it, it's already to me it's already looking chopped up for the rest of the world as far as basketball go. Like, like the main thing was that I saw from the uh, from the World Cup team at least was. The teams that gave them the most problem wasn't even teams that you can say were playing better. They had more heart. They were fighting for the rebounds, fighting for loose balls, and they were undersized. I mean, you have Bobby Portis running the five in a minute. Paolo was running the five. They said they didn't even play Walker Kessler, and that I thought that was the main reason they should have played Walker Kessler was they was playing the bigger centers in like the World Cup. So just having that more, I guess they want more skills positions which JoJo's one of the best skilled big men you can have in the league so that pretty much opens up everything for them and I like the way you said that so Joel Embiid had two chances he had or two teams he could have played for obviously he could have played for France 
or he could have played for the United States. And obviously he chose the United States. And I think he mentioned he wanted to play for the United States because he wanted to honor his son that was born in the U.S. How does this affect France? Like, obviously, they have Victor Wembanyama, who said he's already going to play in, in the Olympics next year, no doubt about it. But then you have a guy like Rudy Gobert, who's also French, who can play for that team too. How do you think that affects them and what they should have going forward? I mean, you got to think about it. Let's let's play the what-if game and say Joel Embiid committed to France. You have three centers, right? right? That, that's, that's a whole – you got to think. You go, you, Are you really going to start Wimby over Joel Embiid? Like, I know I know Wimby is a phenom. We've, we haven't really seen many players like him. But mm-hmm. are you really going to give him the nod to start over Joel Embiid? And are you really going to sit here and do the same thing over Gobert? Because I know Gobert doesn't have the scoring capabilities of Wimby, but that's a two-time deploy in the NBA. You can't, you can't not overlook that rim presence. Right. Joel Embiid is a champion. He is an MVP. So I think it was better for Wimby or for Embiid to just say, you know what, I'm going to go play for Team USA because that's just too much depth at that position and not enough time for all of them to get good significant minutes to impact the game. Very, very, very well spoken. Well, thanks, Kay. That was a lot to unpack. I appreciate you. Hope to have you back on once again. Maybe next time in person. We'll see. But me and Jerry are going to sit here and unpack this. So I appreciate you, bro. No problem, my boy. Hey, Piedmont students. Are you interested in listening to a brand new podcast? If so, now here's your chance with Under the Tree Talks with Zane Brookshire and James Whitmer. We'll feature weekly sports talks, Bible devotions, and a special guest interview that you do not want to miss. New episodes of Under the Tree Talks are posted each Friday at 11 a.m. You can find Under the Tree Talks through Roar Podcast Productions on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Basketball and BS. I'm Chris Doncero. And I'm Jarrett Ray. And this is the recap of the Kalen Hall interview that just happened moments ago. Jarrett, you sat here, you listened to what Kay had to say, you listened to what I had to say. There was really no debating there, but how do you feel? Kay had a couple of great points. Mm-hmm. I think the KD, I think the point he had when he said Kevin Durant at the four was was interesting because that's what the league's been coming to. Another thing to point out is he had, he brought up Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry, who bring some type of already chemistry for over the years. Mm-hmm. They bring that championship pedigree, or should I say, dynasty pedigree, right. if you will. And then there's the victor with Embiid if he were to commit to France. I think that's interesting because I watched a little of the preseason the other day when he played against Chet Holgram, and it it wasn't surprising that Greg Popovich had him at the four right now as he's he's maturing and he's developing. And getting stronger. Yeah, getting stronger and whatnot. But it was also interesting that and this is where Greg Popovich is probably one of the best coaches at doing things. He had him pl- guarding guards. Yeah, I noticed like that. Like Luke Dort. I, I watched the game. Yeah, I noticed that, yeah. Yeah, he had him guarding guards. And I don't know if that was because he didn't want him guarding bigs yet. Because it was Chet Holgram. Well, Chet Holgram was like their only big. I think Jalen Williams was playing the four, but he ran a couple, a little point forward. Right. But it was interesting. Is he trying to get his defense together, or is that a part of his defensive scheme? What do you think? What do you think? I think – in that sense, I think, and you mentioned Greg Popovich is one of the best at doing those type of things. Mm-hmm. So, in in that sense, I feel as though 
he's trying to make Wimby quicker on his feet. Because mm-hmm. obviously we feel, I mean, you and I both played basketball. We were both guards. Obviously we feel guards are quicker mm-hmm. than big men. Yeah. Right? So with, with a guy like Wimby, who, yes, he played in France. Yes, he played in those big leagues and did all those things. But he was the guy. Here mm-hmm. he's not the guy. Mm. But I feel as though he has some things to work on. Yeah. Like, I watched some of his clips when he was playing with France. And mm-hmm. he was playing in the summer league and mm-hmm. what the two games he played or whatever. Mm-hmm. He wasn't quick yet. Mm-hmm. Like, he's tall. He's lanky. He can get to his moves, anything. But if you add that explosiveness to his game, mm-hmm. it's just going to get more dangerous, more lethal for him. Right? So, I feel like that's what Pop was doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like, Making him better. Yeah. He's I trying know, to make yeah. him quicker. Make him yeah. stay on his feet. Make him stay active more. It was a – yeah, it was – it's funny you said that because I just watched NBA Today before we came, and Richard Jefferson said the same thing. He was like, it's a couple of things that Wimby's missing, that quickness. Like, but it's also the fact that even when he gets that quickness, he's even going to be more elite because you saw a couple of times he got beat off the dribble, and then he would just have to turn around, and then that wingspan, man, he just blocked shots. Like, he could literally get beat and still defend the rim from the perimeter. I mean, that's just insane. Wimby's an all-out talent. And then he has one of the best coaches slash big man developers in the game. We've seen David Robinson, Tim Duncan over the years. We right. can say Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, but they're guards. But you can just see what Tim's done you with his bigs. Say, you can say Boris Diaw. Boris Diaw, LaMarcus Diaw. Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge, yeah. Like, geez. I can't wait to see what, how Wimby turns out. Chet Holgram, I know we haven't we should have talked about him more, but we already know what he's going to be. He's. I think he's the next KD Dirk. What do you think? <sighs> wow. I don't know. I don't know Dirk. I don't know about Dirk. Because he has more of a handle than Dirk. Mm-hmm. But in yeah. the post game. But the post game is there. Yeah. The Dirk, yeah, that post game is there. I see a KD more. Yeah. Remember Monty Bates, who now mm-hmm. played for Cavs? Remember mm-hmm. how they were, oh, he's going to be the next nah, KD, nah, this, nah, this, nah, this nah. and that. Now, he's shown flashes of it. Not KD. He has. Just Not a little. Just maybe a little. Paul George or something. Nah. Chet Holgram. Okay, I can give you that. I can give you maybe the Paul, Paul George. George. If, you, you, if you watch the game again, Chet Holgram literally brings the ball up the court like Kevin Durant. Yeah, he does. Like his body. You can tell he's worked out with Kevin Durant. And yeah. then the, the first move he did where he did the spin move and he's and he tries to get the contact through the hand. You can tell he's worked with Embiid. That's Embiid's move. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, the future is bright, man. I, 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 hey, I right. like Chet. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. I think the rookie of the year race comes down between Chet and Embiid. Yeah, of course. And By and, and I, I have to put Scoot in there. Just because of the Dame situation, I think Scoot – could take a big, big leap. I think he can. Uh, That's my I three. I don't see it. Scoot is just like a very explosive guard to me. I don't see really that much. And I get it. He's young. He has to develop. He's working out with Stephen Curry, this, that, and the third. But I just don't see much. I see like a Donovan Mitchell that could potentially be more, but I just don't. But what did Donovan Mitchell do? He won, yeah, he, he was explosive. Yeah, he, he won rookie of the year yeah, that year. Yeah. N- yes, he did. No, I thought Ben Simmons won it before no, he him. Didn't. I thought Ben Simmons won it over him. We'll check it during the break. I'm telling you, Donovan Mitchell. We'll we'll check it during the break. All right, we'll come back and fact check it. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll be right back here on Basketball and BS with Chris Donsero and Jarrett Ray. Join us every Wednesday at 135 for Live at 135. The Great Debate Show featuring Chris Donsero, Jarrett Ray, James Whitmer, Ella Kane, Zane Brookshire, and Luke Mickham, where we debate new topics every week. Remember to join us this Wednesday at 135 for Live at 135. Here on Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont University.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the second interview. We have Connor Creedon over the phone lines. He is a Piedmont University alumni. He graduated last year with a bachelor's degree in mass communications. Connor Creedon, welcome to Basketball and BS. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, I'm very excited to be here. I know whenever we get these uh, two guys together, there's going to be some uh, pretty good sports talk going on. So I'm looking forward to being a part of that. Appreciate that, my guy. Appreciate that. So, we just got done with the basketball portion of the episode. I'm covering the BS. So, Connor, are you ready for the BS? Let's hear some BS, yes. All right. So, we know you're a Boston Celtics fan at heart. Been for a long time, right? We had discussions about this last semester. Absolutely. So, my question to you is, what is your top five players in Boston Celtics history? Oh, wow. In Boston Celtics history? Boston Celtics um, history. You can go any order you want. You know, I must say, uh, for starters, for a franchise, you know, who's had players contribute 17 match or, uh, NBA titles, you know, that's, uh, you know, by far the most of any franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's wild to be able to choose from such a select group. I think, uh, very clearly you have to have Bill Russell and Larry Bird up there 100%. Um, you know, another personal favorite of mine. Uh, and I say he was probably my favorite basketball player, or like the first basketball player I could say was a, uh, you know, one that I considered a favorite. Um, Kevin Garnett, mm. uh, the ticket. So I'll go with him too. He's a very good competitor. And if we're talking, you know, Celtic history, I think he's got a strong argument with that for what they did in 2008 and everything uh, before then and after that or whatnot. But um, so I guess that's what three. Um, I uh, I don't know this one. This could get controversial, but uh, I honestly uh, I, I want to throw Jason Tatum in there just uh, from a perspective of stats. Um, and I know, like, what he's uh, in terms of like Celtics franchise history. I think he's you know gotten up there with uh, Larry Bird and Paul Pierce and players like that who um, you know have high shooting percentages or uh, you know threes made or things like that. Um, so I throw Tatum in there. Um, and, God, I don't know, for the last one, uh, or uh, I guess there's uh, so many to choose. I guess, um, you know, I'm going to pick, uh, this one might be the most controversial. I won't say he's one of the best in Celtics history, but he's one of my all-time favorite Celtics, um, would be Marcus Smart. Uh, and I still am in disbelief and quite upset, uh, no matter the outcome, even if you get a few, you know, obviously you've got Drew Holiday and Chris Porzingis, but trading Marcus Smart. He was the heart and soul of uh, the defense and things like that, uh, and he was the glue to the team, so that sucks. But I'd say uh, in a ton of words, that's my that's my top five. Okay, that's an interesting top five. Bill, Larry, I expected it. KG, a lot of people were, a lot of people ain't going to say that. Uh, Jason Tatum, is it too early? Marcus Smart, I would agree, just because, you, like you said, he was the heart and soul of that team. I mean, he died, the man dyed his hair green. That's a that's a tough five. That's a tough five. It's kind of similar to my five, but would you like to hear my five, Connor? I'd love to. I'd absolutely love to hear this five. So it's the the first two are kind of similar. Bill Russell, I have number one. Number two, I have Larry Bird. Number three, I think my list gets a little controversial because I have Isaiah Thomas for many reasons. Oh, you know, I'm at heart. I'm always heart over hype guy, and he did a lot for Boston in those couple of years where they were really supposed to go through a rebuild. And soon yeah, as they got, absolutely. soon as they, yep, soon as they acquired him from Phoenix, 
you know, they went on multiple runs. They just quite getting over the hump, especially against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, obviously. But he did a lot for that franchise until he got hurt. Oh, yeah. That's a great addition. And I, uh, I'm i embarrassed that I would have uh, not included it. Yeah, yeah. All right. For number four, I'm kind of with you, but it's between I have to give it to either Kevin Garnett or Ray John Rondo for that those couple of years, yeah. especially 2008, because KG, man, that, that trade for – Without the KG trade from the Timberwolves, there was no, there would be no Rajon Rondo, there would be no Paul Pierce, there would be no Kendrick Perkins, there would be none of those guys. True, very true. And then number five, I think Chris is going to be very upset at this one because <laughs> we can argue is this is the we can play the what if game all day, but I got to put Kyrie Irving. I have to put Kyrie oh, Kyrie yeah. Irving. If if Kyrie doesn't get hurt, that that year. I want to say 20 – it was between 2017 and 2018. The year he got hurt, and they yeah. took the Cleveland Cavaliers to seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals. We can argue they could have went toe-to-toe with Golden State with the Kevin Durant and uh, Stephen Curry Warriors. Oh, yeah. And I think uh, if uh, Kyrie and um, – And Gordon Hayward. Tatum, I forgot about that. They could, if they could have made it – you know, if they could have meshed it a little better or whatever it could have been, mm-hmm. they, that uh, that been like a big three like you're talking about in Brooklyn with Harden and Durant and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then obviously we've got the honorable mentions, Bob Cousy, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, John Havlicek, and, of course, Bill Walton. Well, Connor Creed, I want to thank you for joining us on the show. Absolutely. It's a pleasure being here. Uh, and I know Chris, is he still uh, – Chris is still Lakers, but LeBron hater, right? <laughs> yeah, he's out of the studio right now, but yes, he is a uh, LeBron hater and a Lakers lover. Think, uh, um with this Lakers action, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, great talking to you guys. Uh, I know um, we got an exciting season, and I'm sure we'll be uh, keeping up with each other on what's going on here. But uh, thank you again for having me on the show, Dad. Yeah, always. We might have to have you on another one coming up soon. Great, I'd be looking forward to it. This is Basketball and BS. I'm Jared Ray. And I'm Chris Doncero. Looking for a radio show? Well, I know a really good one, and it's... Tune in to Wake Up with Jay Ray and AB every Friday morning at 9 sharp for the latest world news, celebrity gossip, and the hottest hip-hop and R&B hits you could ever ask for. So be sure to check out Wake Up every Friday morning. Only on WPCZ, LPFM, Demarest, Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont University. Welcome back to Basketball and BS, and this is the recap of the Connor Creedon interview. Chris, you have a lot to say. You I had to step out of the studio. I you did. Had to, you had to step out of the studio. I had so. to. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. First of all. Oh God! I don't even know where to start. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna, it's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack. It's a. It's a lot. As a Lakers because fan, because yes. First of all, thank you. <laughs> thank you for mentioning that I'm a Lakers fan. Because Connor said the most championships when we're tied. Mm-hmm. The Lakers have 17 as well. Let's mm-hmm. get that out there. Okay. Okay. You asked Connor Green his top five Celtics of all time. Yeah. And then you gave him your top five Celtics of all time. How come neither one of y'all said Paul Pierce? <sighs> Please explain. I, I, no, I thought about it. Now I thought about it. Now I thought about it. Paul Pierce was a big part of that Celtics team. He was there his entire career. Well, but like I said, traded to the Nets. Yeah, but and like I, that, but like I said, but like I said, 
There is no none of them other than Ray Allen. Ray Allen was already established in the league when he was on the Supersonics. Let's we can agree with that. Not even Supersonics, the Bucks, really. But yes, but Paul Pierce. It's almost like the Carmelo story. Like if he would have went anywhere else, I think he would have still had the same career. He just wouldn't have to have the championship on his belt. He would got Carmelo buggers. still don't have a championship on his belt. Yeah. So that's why that's what I'm saying. If Paul Pierce know, didn't go to the Celtics no. with Kevin Garnett, with Paul, Ray Allen, and Ray John Rondo, is the Celtics. Nah, nah, he is man. the nah, Celtics. Nah, nah, I'm looking nah, at you, my top five Celtics right here. All right, go ahead. I agree with Bill Russell. Mm. I, agree with Larry. Larry. I, I agree yeah, with Larry. I agree with Larry. Yeah. I'm gonna say Paul Pierce. I'm gonna say Ray Rondo. See, I put Ray Rondo. No, no, no. You said him or KG. KG. And then your fifth, Robert Parrish. KG. It's KG. KG is the, uh, KG is honestly number three on my list. It honestly go to me honestly like like real spill. Mm-hmm. It honestly goes Larry then Bill. Mm-hmm. Why I don't know. I just think Larry just has that. Larry was just different. Yeah, Larry. Yeah. So yep. honestly, in order of mine goes Larry, <laughs> Bill, KG, Paul Pierce, Rondo. Well, that's why I put Isaiah because what Larry was able to do in an era where. Just to be honest, African Americans more athletic. He wasn't yeah. the most athletic. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the best. He had one of the greatest jump shots of all time. Of course. And he didn't have the team that Magic had, that Michael Jordan had. Right. Not even Patrick Ewing, John Stockton's team. He didn't have that. So I mean he had that one year, but other than that, it was, you know. Uh, Isaiah Thomas had the same thing. Like who did he have? But the thing is, <laughs> Jay Isaiah, Crowder. Thomas, Isaiah Thomas was there two, <laughs> two years. They didn't they didn't win anything. They didn't I mean, do anything. He did what something. he was able to do with that team. I mean, they they literally came went up against a LeBron James led Cleveland Cavaliers, and you, you can't help that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. If, like, if you're gonna put that, time. if you're gonna put that in there, then you still got to think about that Toronto Raptors team, that Hawks team that won 60 games that year and got swept yeah, by LeBron yeah. in the first round. Yeah, that is true. Or the second round, whatever round it was. Yeah, but I I teed it twice. Neither one of those teams did it twice. Also true, but he didn't win, and then he got blackballed out the league. Look he did. He did. Yeah, he did. So it's for but me. He he he. When the, I would say this because at that time, that's when the Celtics. I think they were supposed to go through a rebuild when, when they traded all those guys to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and they were supposed to go through this rebuild, and then they trade Isaiah Thomas, having no real intentions of winning. I understand that. With it. And then you put Kyrie in yours. That blew me right there because Kyrie <laughs> is not a Celtic. You're crazy. He's not his first year there. No. His no. first year there wasn't crazy. Please stop. No. If you go up and look up Kyrie Kyrie's forever, Irving, no. if you go up look at look up Kyrie Irving uh career tape, most of his best moments were in Boston. Kyrie did better in one season in Brooklyn than he <laughs> ever did. Nah, nah, yes. nah, nah, nah. And then for wait, and then for Connor to put Jason Tatum in there. Yeah, Jason Tatum is too early. Come I on, had him, I had, I'm not gonna I had him and then I was like, no, nah, I forgot Kyrie. I will put him over there over Kyrie. Kyrie was missing in that 2000. I keep. I think it's 2018 in that 2018 Eastern Conference Finals. It is. Yeah, 2018 Eastern Conference Finals when they were one game away from making it to the finals. And I'm sorry, man. I, I just have to put Kyrie there because without without Kyrie, they wouldn't even have been in that Kyrie, position. Kyrie's not over Kevin McHale. Stop he, it. He's not over. Stop he's not over it. Bob Cousy. Stop it. He's not over Robert Parrish. Okay, that's arguable. He's he, not. Over, he's not over Habitat. Bob Cousy. He's there. He's no, 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 no. Yeah, no. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no way. <sighs> I'm sorry. No way. Bob Cousy is the point guard for for the Boston Celtics. If you load up two, Bob Cousy. You load up two K right same, now. Yeah, they're, they're the same two. level. I used All to watch right. Bob Cousy highlights. That's what I'm saying. Bob Cousy yeah. is Bob Cousy. Pete, Pete Maverick's and Bob Cousy, the coldest white Pistol guys. Pistol Pete is that guy. Pistol Pete was him. Yeah, and Jason Williams. Those top three. Definitely. But yeah. 
That's all I gotta say. I'm so, done. I'm done. <laughs> right. We can go ahead and wrap it up. We'll be right back here on basketball and BS. I'm Jared Ray. And I'm Chris Dossero. Hey Piedmont. Looking for help to bridge that gap between morning and lunch? Well, Barely Morning, the new show on Fridays from 11 to 12, is here to bring you just that. Featuring the latest sports, news, and public interest stories from the Piedmont campus. And hey, we're going to be bringing you some great music as well. So make sure to check out Barely Morning on Z98.7 FM from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. So unfortunately, people, this is the end of the show, but you can check us out every Friday at 3 p.m., especially next Friday. We got a lot. We have probably still a lot to talk about, Chris. There will probably be more drama, more trades, more NBA preseason. And again, the season is 12 days away. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know, but I can't wait for the James Harden stuff to unfold. I'm saying I think that's the last piece of the season. That's the last piece of the season. I hope you all are watching preseason basketball. We'll be right back here next week. At 3 on Friday, every Friday at 3. This is Basketball and BS. I'm Chris Dossero. And I'm Jarrett Ray. Thanks for sitting in on the Basketball and BS with Chris Dossero and Jarrett Ray. Be sure to listen wherever you get your podcasts for new episodes every Friday at 3. And be sure to stay on top of your basketball and your BS.